Kia ora and g'day sports fans. Welcome to the Sports Report, where we break down all the action from the past two weeks in the world of sports. We've got you covered from the cricket pitch to the racetrack to the middle of the cage and everything else in between. So grab a cold one and settle in because this is the Sports Report. You go to for all things sports, down under and beyond. Husey, my friend, you were right. Patrick Mahomes is now Super Bowl champion yet again. Um, yep. And Every I guess time. now we have to start discussing where does he fit inside the GOAT conversation, the greatest of all time. Um, yeah. He's obviously not there yet in my belief, but he's we, there's definitely a conversation now to be had. At the age he's at, what he's accomplished, obviously you are our NFL guru. So take us through the Super Bowl and where Pat Mahomes is heading. Yeah, well, look, I'm just going to bask in my own glory for another minute if I can. I mean, I went and went back and re-listened to our, our last podcast, and what did I say was going to be the difference of the Super Bowl? Coaching. What was the difference? Coaching. You know, San Francisco not having a plan for overtime, but Kansas City did have a plan for overtime, and that proved the difference uh, in the end there. San Francisco taking the ball first in a very questionable decision since with the new overtime playoff rules, everyone gets a chance to possess the ball. So why would you... Get, why would you let Mahomes have a chance to to win the game? Very strange decision makings there. Uh, but yeah, we're looking now at Patrick Mahomes, right? Three times Super Bowl champion, been to the Super Bowl four times. You know, he is having a career very much mimicking Tom Brady in terms of success. You know, obviously Brady started a little bit different than Mahomes did. Brady being a uh, six round pick and Mahomes being a first round pick. But if we look at uh, Brady's Super Bowls, right? You know, he did want to, he did win uh, back to back um, and then uh, Super Bowls in 2004 and 2005. Uh, one had a year in between in 2002, uh, won one in 2003, 2003, had a break. Uh, and then, yeah, went on a bit of a break and then he won three, three more, uh, four more Super Bowls, three more with the Patriots, one with the Buccaneers. So by the time that Brady, won his third Super Bowl in 2005. He was 28 years old, which is, I believe, how old Patrick Mahomes is. Let me just double check that. I'm pretty confident he is. I'm 99. Yeah, 28 28 years old. Yeah. So, uh, in fact, Tom Brady was 27, actually. So, Tom Brady was a year younger, uh, just simply because of where their birthdays line up. But very similar ages to have won their third Super Bowl. Now, that was Brady. Brady was three out of three at that point. Mahomes is three out of four. Mm-hmm. Mahomes has, has lost one at this point in his career. Brady, by the time he got to his uh, fourth Super Bowl, it would have been three years later. He would have been 30 um, when he went to his third Super Bowl. Of course, the infamous loss to the, the Giants in the otherwise perfect season for the Patriots. So Mahomes has been to more Super Bowls than Brady had been at his age, but Brady had won, has won the same amount, or Brady had one more a, a year earlier. So very parallels between the two of them. And, you know, if Brady can have such a long career, it's very possible for Mahomes to have a similar one um, and a similar longevity as well. So, you know, it is, he's crazy to think that the stats and that Brady put up in terms of just sheer winning who would have thought, you know, no one thought, oh, this is, no sports star is ever going to be able to um, replicate this. But 
you know, before Brady's even retired, a quarterback had, had come out that is now putting up these same numbers. And it is crazy to think about. Now, in terms of greatest of all time conversations, I, I look at it this way. I would say that if my, I was looking at it as if the player retired today versus where we think they'll end up in their career. So if my, because you can never know what might happen. You can have a Joe Theismann where Mahomes' leg gets snapped or something like the Alex Smith thing. Um, Alex Smith and Mahomes' former teammates as well. Uh, if he retired today or was forced out of the league today, and had, we had to go purely off his career up to this point, he's not the GOAT. I, I think he's probably number three in my list. I would say it would be Brady, Montana, then Mahomes. Just like Montana and Mahomes is like just – just a little bit different simply because uh, Montana has four rings out of four. Um, didn't lose a Super Bowl. Um, pretty incredible career over two teams and over a long career. I would say where Mahomes is heading, he is heading bare minimum. I think if he has a full length career, he's at minimum the number two all time at minimum. I think he does have every chance to overtake Brady. I think the fact that he has three Super Bowls before he's 30 is incredible. Like that pace, having been to six AFC championship games, four Super Bowls, three rings is an incredible pace if he can keep it up. What we've seen, which is important, and we mentioned this in the last podcast as well, the team he took to his first Super Bowl is very different to the team he's now won his third Super Bowl with. So like Brady, he can win with a different cast of characters. It's not just the team around him. There are a couple of constants in there, of course, which might not be around, like Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. They might not be around for the full length of his career like Belichick was for Brady. That, I think, will be another interesting point, will be what happens if and when well, when Andy Reid retires, we don't know what it is. People thought it could have been after this year, but he said he's coming back and he's going for the three-peat, which hasn't been done before, you know? Yep. So that's that's the, that's the aim. Now, that is the next thing. I think if Mahomes can pull off a three-peat, that gets him – That get it makes Brady 1A, him 1B. Like, there is <laughs> – they, they have two – it has they, they becomes an argument then. I don't think there's an argument right now. I think it becomes an argument because Mahomes has done something – will have done something that Brady's never done. Um, and you know, obviously Brady will have done something. Mahomes has never done where he's won a Super Bowl with two different teams and won more rings. So I think, I think as it stands, not the goat. I think though he has every chance, every chance to do it. And especially, I think if Andy Reid does retire and he continues to win rings, and if Travis Kelsey retires and he continues to win rings, that lends even more weight to his argument. Do you think, let's say, um, Gets the end of Betty Mahomes' career. He's got the same amount of rings as Tom Brady that we're going to look back on that Buccaneers Chiefs Super Bowl and that's a defining moment? Um, no, because I don't think... I think that Super Bowl was more about the Tampa Bay defense than it was about Brady. And I think Mahomes, that was probably one of his best games I've ever seen him play, actually, because the amount of pressure he was under, the fact he was still out there, managed to complete. Like, there's a pass that he threw where he's horizontal and he still managed to complete a pass, right? Or he still managed to get the pass away. Like, that's incredible. That's incredible feat of athleticism, um, incredible feat of quarterbacking. Um, 
And I, you know, I don't think that would necessarily count against him. I think if they have the same amount of rings at the end of the career, I think Mahomes will have the better overall numbers in terms of yards, touchdowns, everything like that. And I think he would probably get the nod. So, that, good point because that was going to be my next question to you. We we imagine, let's say his career goes on, and again, I think he ends up beating mm-hmm. all of. Brady's numbers, like you've just stated, I think he'll end up yeah. with more touchdowns. He'll end up with more pass yards. Everything will be better than Brady's. How many rings does he then have to win to compare to Brady or to be considered the goat? If you know what I mean. So say say he doesn't win any more rings. Say that was his last ring. Again, I don't believe that's to be true. But let's say it mm. say it happens. He goes on as again the greatest quarterbacking numbers ever done. Like let's say he breaks touchdown records, he breaks passing completion. He, he Drew Brees is it basically. Yeah. He did because he pulls the Drew Brees. He get Drew Brees won one ring and then was just a fantastic quarterback the rest of the way, but didn't win another ring. I I, I don't think he's the goat. I think he's probably second place. I yeah. think he just if he gets those career numbers up, he he would overtake Montana. Um, but I don't think he would be. I don't think he'd be considered better than Brady. So no. then, does he have to match him with rings? Do you think, or let's say, is there a number? Is there a number? Say you go look. Say he wins two more Super Bowls and gets five, and you go yeah. five Super Bowls plus the greatest ever quarterbacking stats in in, in the history. Is that enough to put him over? Oh, I think it'd be very tough. I think he needs to have something that separates him. So again, that's where I talk about this three peat. If they manage to pull off a three peat, I think then that's an argument for greatest of all time. I think that that makes an argument because that's a point that is history making. There's something no other quarterback has ever done. And that's the same with Brady and his ring. No other quarterback has ever done that. Say he doesn't pull off a three-peat. I would say probably would have to get at least six rings because Brady got six rings with one team. I think Mahomes would have to get six rings with one team to be up there. It's just, it's hard. It's hard to say because you will always have that. Well, Brady won seven. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you would always have that. I think, and I think, you know, you look at, MJ and LeBron, what's the Michael Jordan team argument always? He won six championships. Uh, so I think that would come, I think that would probably play into it as well. I, I would say that he would probably have to win six or, or match Brady with seven to to be considered the GOAT. I think Brady, I, I'm very much a believer in uh, rings are the standard. You know, yeah. that is where that is where greatness comes from. And you have to be supremely exceptional otherwise to be considered in that conversation. That's why Dan Marino is held up there as one of the greatest quarterbacks, even though he didn't win a ring. He, he went to a Super Bowl at least. Mahomes would have to so far obliterate all quarterbacking records to be considered the GOAT without a similar number of rings to Brady. Yep. You know, like, like Dan Marino shattered records. Like his records were held for decades later until Peyton Manning in the 2010s. And so you think about how much defenses had to have softened because of rule changes after that. And still no one was able to put up the numbers like that. Marino was just a different type, was just a different quarterback to anyone else that played at that time. He just didn't have the team around him to do it. Um, you look at Brady, his standard is just, is just winning. And that, that's what he, he was exceptional at winning. And I think that is what, um, puts you puts you up there for um goat contention. Now, say but Brady's a five-time Super Bowl MVP, seven-time champ. Mahomes is three-time champ, three-time MVP. So, I think 
if Mahomes could get, say, six rings and six Super Bowl MVPs, that's another thing that's a point of differentiation where the argument could be made in there that, you know, you could always say, oh, well, Brady won seven rings, but five, and he only got MVP for five, and the other two were because of other people. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have an argument in that way. I yeah, I don't know. It is, I, I, would, I would say that really... It, 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 you've got to match. You've got to match the rings. Maybe one less, and you could argue maybe. But even then, I think you would still have the argument of he hasn't won the same amount of rings. How can he be considered the greatest of all time? And then, if we go just to finish off regular season MVPs, is there a number there? Like, let's say Mahomes wins the next ten MVPs. Um, mm. Surely that then, even if he doesn't win a championship, you start to have discussions. Um, or you think so it's Mahomes, just... is, Mahomes is only one MVP behind Brady. So Brady won it three times. Twice. Mahomes has won it twice. Right. But Aaron Rodgers has won it like four times. I think mm. Peyton Manning's won it four times. Uh, and let me look up Aaron. I know Peyton's won it, um, four times. How many times has Rodgers won it? And now Rodgers was a few years. Yeah, Rodgers four times as well. Rodgers a few years back was in that. Goat conversation, but I think Mahomes' excellence has just blown that argument away, and I think also Rogers's fruitiness has also probably <laughs> taken him out of that conversation, right? So I don't, I don't know that. I think it would have to be an exceptional number of MVPs as well. I think he, yeah. if he doubled Brady's, or if he doubled, if he had eight MVPs, six to eight MVPs, maybe, yeah, you know. But again, he needs to have other records and stuff behind him. But I think really, he's, it's all going to. I, at the same time, that's those are such maybes for me. I don't. I think it has. It's got to be Super Bowl. Like it really has to be Super Bowl rings as to what determines it. Interesting. Interesting. Let us know in the comments who you think is going to be the goat um, come end of Pat Mahomes' career. Um, Viva Las Vegas. Vegas. At least that's the message coming out of the NRL since the end of last year. It's all been about opening the season. In Las Vegas, bright lights, casinos, uh, you know, getting the getting everything sorted. But it's been a pretty turbulent ride so far. Not smooth sailing for the NRL. Smooth sailing, I should say. Um, and complications are rising, and it's not even concrete yet. But let's talk a little bit about it. So the plan is that the first round of the NRL will feature two games in Las Vegas. The Seagulls will take on the Rabbitohs. And the Roosters will play the Broncos in Allegiant Stadium, the site of the most recent Super Bowl in Las Vegas, to what should be huge crowds. Crowds. Now, the NRL have done an amazing job marketing this. Let's not get two ways about it. You know, huge amounts of advertising in the U.S. Like during the Super Bowl, there's uh, our very own. Luke Bowden here, reporter extraordinaire, was in Las Vegas to investigate this, and he confirmed that there was NRL advertising, NRL games being shown in Caesars Palace. We've had NRL players linking up with NFL players, all sorts of things where we've been trying. With everyone's been really tapping into the U.S. sports market. Um, we've had there's going to be a combine as well, uh, either before or just after the games where some U S athletes will try out. There'll be an NRL combine and two male and two female players will be offered contracts to come play in the NRL and NRLW respectively. This would be a huge boost for rugby league and really could be a death blow for rugby union. If they pull it off well enough and they, they capture the American market. Uh, but there have been some complications. 
Firstly, visa issues. Now, we all know about visa issues um, living in Australia and trying to get into other countries, uh, particularly America. And there's been some visa issues for some of the players, which is not necessarily a surprise given the questionable legal history of some of these players. So it's not necessarily been a surprise that some of them have struggled to get visas. Uh, I think that is mostly sorted by now. However, flights, accommodation, rules when they're staying there, and even rumors that some of the teams are considering pulling out of this because of all how complex it's been, are really threatening to take away from this. Now, we were talking off camera just before this recording, and I, the, the key message we both agreed on is that the NRL cannot fuck this up, cannot fuck this up. You fuck this up, the Americans won't forgive you. Mm-hmm. You spend whatever amount of money you need to spend to get this right. Because if you get this right, you'll be reaping the rewards for decades to come. If you make this game, the, 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 think about the timing of the NRL as well. The NRL is perfectly situated at the end of football season until the start of football season. If you can capture a fraction of the NFL's audience between that time, you will be making boatloads of money. If you can secure an American broadcasting deal in that time that is worth any amount of cash, that is such a huge boost to the game. Uh, and particularly, it could be great for the NRLW as well. Like You could see the benefits spread all across all levels of, of rugby league to the point that, you know, I say it could be a death blow for rugby union. There'd be very little kids, very, very few kids, I should say, that would think, oh, I'll, I'll pick rugby union. One of the big callings of rugby union is the international opportunities. If you start growing in America and getting international opportunities in America, that really takes away a lot of appeal from rugby union. So the NRL cannot afford to fuck this up. Now, I feel a bit traitorous when I say I want the NRL to succeed in this, but I am a union and a, and a league fan, both. So I do want to see this succeed because I think tapping into the American sports market is great for Australian sports in general. And if it has to come through rugby league, it has to come through rugby league. Uh, but Luke, what are your thoughts on the NRL opening round in Vegas and the and the hurdles the NRLs had to go through so far? Yeah, it's, it's been interesting. As, as you mentioned, I was uh, lucky enough to be on the ground the day after the Super Bowl um, and actually driving past uh, the, the stadium. The, the next thing up was the NRL games and they were mm-hmm. highlighted all over the stadium. So that I've, again, you sit there, it's quite cool. And then, uh, as, I, as, as, as you said, I'm walking through Caesars Palace uh, early on mm-hmm. Some morning because uh, what do I see? I see a big screen with some rugby league on it. I'm a, I'm like this must be a a game from last year or something. No, it's a preseason game from the Dogs and the Storm. Yep. And I go, so like you've said, the NRL have obviously done it well. They're they're capturing the minds. Like if Vegas is playing those games, they're obviously getting behind it. I think Vegas is a great place to have it. Um, the people there are crazy enough to get behind something mm-hmm. like this. But it does show me, yeah, like you said, like maybe rugby union has has missed an opportunity and league has has jumped on it and then and, and the reason that like we as you've said we both we we both rugby players first and foremost but we I love sport you love sport I both we both love league as well I don't want them to fuck it up because I can see what it's already doing for them and I can see the mm. potential it has just like I just said I couldn't believe that you're in the middle of Caesar's Palace you know there's probably 
many a sports that's been played throughout that day, they could put anything else on the screens. And on the biggest motherfucking screen in the middle of Caesars Palace is the Rugby League, which is a pre-season game. Like, it's not like yep. it's they're putting on an old game. They're literally watching live rugby. And I just thought, that is that is fantastic for the league. What they're doing is fantastic. If they can get it right, and I, the teams they've sent over, I'm actually quite impressed with, like Seagulls, Broncos, Rabbitohs, Rabbitohs Roosters. Roosters. Four really good teams to be sending over there. Um, I can see why the teams themselves are having a bit of issues going on about this. You know, that is a big journey. It will mm. take a lot out of the players. They're, they're four very good teams. You've got to expect that you're going to be privileged to to the best of the best conditions and to the best of the best environment because you're putting yourself through, you know, a day-long journey to get all the way to Vegas get all the way back, all the admin that comes with that, staying in a hotel, you know, stuff like that that comes with it. They're expecting the best, probably haven't been fully given the best yet, but I think I think the NRL will pull it off. I just If NRL was already seeing what's happening on the ground, which I imagine they've got people there looking at it more than just myself being there for a week, mm. they will be impressed with what they're seeing in Vegas. And if Rugby Union seen this, then I'd be like, we need to do this with Super Rugby. If we've got this idea that maybe there'll be a Super Rugby team coming in from America, we know we've got Rugby World Cups coming up there. I imagine mm. in the next 10 years we're going to have a few rugby games getting kicked off. They love Chicago for some reason. It's all, yeah. all about Soldier Field. So I imagine something like this is going to happen in Super Rugby if the NRL is successful. Yeah, San Diego is a is a twin team, I believe, to the Waratahs. Um, I know they've had some international um conversations between those uh two franchises yeah look i'd love to you know i'd love to see union succeed there um and i think the union playing culture um really fits america i think it's really something very different than what they're used to with like an nfl playing culture or basketball playing culture where you you beat each each other up on the field and you hate each other off the field as well whereas rugby you beat each other up on the field and love each other off the field very much uh, camaraderie, friendship. It's like, it's a shared trauma thing, I guess. You've run in there <laughs> smashing, the, smashing the shit out of each other and then you can enjoy a beer afterwards. They don't have that in the in the NFL, really. And the, the NRL, I don't know if they have that quite as much as Union. I don't know if they have that tradition of going to the clubhouse afterwards uh, and having a beer. I, I know we have it in Union. I, I've never played league, so I couldn't speak to it. I might be completely wrong, completely wrong there. But I know it is very much a strong Union tradition um and yeah i'd really I, i'd really love to see see that in, i think that could be really embraced in in american culture i've seen a, a podcast about a couple of american rugby players that came up on my um instagram reels where they were talking about that saying like you know this is this is what they do and it's so different because they went and played some rugby in england or something like that um and so i think that would be that would really fit american culture i think the nrl would work really well as well i think it's very um exciting to, to watch um, for for an American audience in that way, uh, you know. It's, but it's it, you know it'd be great if either of those sports, uh, either of those codes, I should say, takes off in a, in America. I think that would be really great and would really build the international game. Totally, totally. Uh, I guess a new world is uh, about to come to fruition with the enhanced mm-hmm. games, a competition where steroid taking or performance enhancement shall be allowed to see what we can properly get out of the athletes. Now, I've jumped onto their website just to see kind of, you know, how serious is this? We've heard many rumblings of it, but 
as it says, backed by the top venture capitalists, the enhanced games is the Olympics of the future. When 44% of athletes already use performance enhancements, it is time to safely celebrate their services. Now, fascinating to start there. Okay, 44%, it seems I would love to know Mm. where they've got that number from. But, again, could be many ways. But looking through their page, if you actually look at it, this isn't just a, a joke about, hey, how can we get the best people in the world drug them up, see how fast they can go and put their lives at risk. Like, again, steroids obviously can have massive implications for for people's safety and for people's health. And when you actually go into their page, you can see the amount of, like, doctors that they're using, the safety they're going into around it. They want to be able to have people reform at their best at a way that's not going to deter their health too much. Now, again, any time you use steroids, it's probably going to affect your health at some way. Um... But a lot has been going on about this, a lot of talk about this. There is an Australian behind it as well, so it's big in Australia at the moment, and we just had the swimmer, I've forgotten his name already, Husey, mention it yeah, for I, me. Yeah, it's James <laughs> Magnuson who said he'll juice to the gills to break the world record and claim the $1.5 million prize. Which has sparked some controversy, but also sparked a, a conversation, I guess, the first kind of athlete to to sit there and say he will do this. And mm. look, in my head, I've got no problem. I, I love the idea of this. If you can do it in a safe way where you can say, look, this is a place here for athletes who are willing to take steroids to compete. Hopefully it lessens the amount that are taking it in the Olympics and in those sports yeah. where it's not allowed and where we just want to see who the best are humanly possible. Because if not, why not just go and compete in this? And especially if this can succeed and make a bit of money and a bit of coin for the athletes, why not go down this route and why not allow athletes to make money and take steroids and make that decision themselves is, is my belief behind it. And we will see some things that we didn't think were humanly capable. And I'm always big on that, like... We sit here and we watch the likes of, you know, Michael Jordan's, Tom Brady's, you know, Roger Federer, Rafael Dales, all of those guys do incredible things in our lifetime. And I love witnessing history, the Usain Bolts, you know, play people like that, teams like that, sports like that, where we just see something we may never see again. I love the idea of that. And I think when we start this, or if this does get off the ground, we could see something that we will not see for a very long time. Yeah, I think it's... I'm mixed in my feelings and I'm not quite sure how to feel. Um, Look, the first thing that I'm concerned with is is safety. So if they're doing it safely, then that's that's great. My my biggest issue with with drugs and sports is the cheating aspect of it, really. So this taking the cheating out of it takes a big concern out away from drugs and sport for me. I don't think there's any place for cheating in sports. It's one of my most hated things, ruining the integrity of a game um, because it 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 harms so many people just beyond the person who actually has done the cheating. It takes away, you know, the hard work and effort of other people. Um, it denigrates the sport. It erodes trust in the game um, or, the, or the sport. So taking that away from it is is a positive for me. But at the same time, I just wonder on the effect it will have on regular on, on natural sports. I, I, I would say, you know, without performance enhancing drugs, like who you know is there going to become a case where the new world record is is the the enhanced world record 
um, and the the natural world record just sort of sits by the wayside, and no one really cares about that. Um, which I wouldn't like to see. I for me, performing naturally is always is always more impressive than performing enhanced, um, because that to me is really pushing the limit of what a human body can do, and that's more impressive when you're doing it naturally than without performance enhancing drugs like where you're able to push the human body to its to its limit and you're not taking it over its limit by by using these drugs so i think that 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 to me i i, I would be more of a fan of the natural games than the steroid games that being said the steroid games would be interesting to watch just to see how where the numbers fall um and to and you're right to give the athletes that want to use these um performance enhancers the avenue to do so without being banned from competition because it is a choice at the end of the day. It is a choice at the end of the day to use these drugs uh, as it is a choice to use um, any drug in most cases outside of the realms of addiction, which is a, um, which is a totally separate disease um, type thing. So yeah, it, 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 I'm very conflicted about it. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't give, I can't give an answer on whether I would support or not support this because I just I just don't know I, I don't know how I feel about it. It's gonna I'm gonna take some more time to to think about it and that's okay as well. You can you can you can ha- you can be like that. For me, Magnuson, I want to talk about Magnuson putting his hand up as sort of the face of this enhanced games. I actually have a lot of respect for him doing that because it's a very brave thing to do to to actually be one of the early people saying I'm gonna do this. I'll I'll go all the way. I want to I want to win this. I want to break that record. I want to you know it's it's a very hard thing to do because I'm sure there are a lot of athletes that are thinking it but don't want to go through with it. And he, he's he has been and I will call it brave because it is brave to to stick your hand up and say I will do this do something that is not is not generally uh, approved. Um, and he's going to take the criticism. Um, and 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 he looks like he's willing to stand up underneath that. So. Yeah, it, it's tough to to be the face of that, um, and so I have respect for him for that. But I I don't know if I necessarily approve of the whole idea of the games overall. But that's just my opinion. And yeah. again, I'm mixed. I'm mixed on it. I'm not settled one way or the other. My my thing is, and the the, the bigger reason I especially approve of it is for so long, Olympic athletes have been paid very poorly on what mm. is one of the most, I guess profitable events every four years um, and athletes are paid poorly and the only way you can kind of end yeah. up in that top 1% of paid athletes in the Olympics is to be incredible at what you do and yep. so because of that that leads to people making the decision that I have to earn a living doing this I may as well get myself juiced up make myself the best I can be and yeah. go out and win and make a lot of money um, whereas the, the the talks behind this one is that they'll all get every athlete that get participates gets a base salary, so it will be their job for the year, and then they'll get paid on top of that with winning medals. Now yeah. I know, like at the Olympics, they get paid if they win like gold, silver, bronze, and then they get paid by their home. I don't know what you call it there. Their team's Olympic committee, so like the New Zealand yeah. Olympic team, pay out a percentage as well, bonuses and so on and so forth. But I don't even know. I, I would be surprised if there's base salaries flying around in athletics competitions. I know it's one of those things I used to, back in the day, I used to train um, athletics and used to train with a whole lot of long-distance runners. And 
the amount that would get would transition to tri nation uh, tri nations tri athlons because the sponsorship deals, the money that came in in triathlons was a lot bigger than you were seeing in athletics. And I just couldn't believe it. I, I, it stunned mm. me. I was like, that that clearly showed like athletics is as big of the base as it had. People have to go where the money is and, and people yep. were willing to move. And this is another one where, where there, if there's money there and uh, I, I hope it makes the Olympics kind of open up their eyes a little bit and go, look, we do need to sort out a way that we can yeah, to pay, pay these athletes enough to 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 value them so that they won't go ahead and enhance because it would be disappointing and I'd agree with you. The last thing I'd want from this is the Olympics to become second tier to mm. the enhanced games. Like I'd love the enhanced games to be there as an avenue for athletes to make money if they make the choice that they want to um, use steroids, but I don't want them to take over the Olympics. And make yeah. the Olympics a non-event, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I do know what you mean, and because that's my thoughts as well. Um, so it's a fine line that has to be walked here, and yeah, it does need addressing. But the Olympics needs a response. They can't just let this. You can't just ignore this and think it'll go away because it, it it won't. Because it has been on people's minds for for years. This is not the not the first time people have floated this idea. It's probably just the the furthest it's gone. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be very fine line for them to walk i think luckily for them the olympics has the reputational value currently that it is the it has more of a draw than these enhanced games but that could very well change yeah and i mean again as it said it's backed by venture capitalists so this is a business to them this isn't going to be a um just a a sideshow they are expecting to make some money out of this so Mm -hmm. yeah it'll be interesting like you said the Olympics has has the history has has the aura with it, but as we know, if a good business can come around, anything can shut something else down. As we've, you know, this could be a, a Netflix to the blockbuster type situation. Mm-hmm. We go back and we go, how did the Olympics not understand that they weren't going to lose to these yep. guys in ten, twenty years time? So, very interesting time ahead in the the world of athletic sports, the world of sports. I guess how this goes, could we see? an enhanced rugby union sport. Could we see an enhanced other sports, you know, come in just to see how far players, teams, organisations are willing to push players and uh, athletes and see how far they can go. Let Mm. us know in the comments. Let us know your thoughts on the enhanced games. Let us know what you think on everything we've talked about today on the Sports Report. I have been Luke. That has been Husey. We will talk to you next time. Goodbye. Peace. 